You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode number 33. Wow. Coming at you from Nug Nation Studios here. Yeah, I, I like how we say Nug Nation Studios, like there's multiple studios. Well, there are multiple studios. There's like six rooms in here that it's are all studios. All, it's all part of the same. It's the same thing. building, but there's there's Studio One, which has the airplane in it right now. It's like that Mitch Hedberg joke where it's where he's like, it's up to me to decide how many bedrooms my house has, don't you think? <laughs> but the, kitchen, like, the kitchen's a weird place to sleep, though. He's like, he's like, this bedroom has an oven in it. <laughs> this bedroom's at that guy's house. Sir, you have one of my bedrooms. Are you aware? Please don't decorate it. It's like... It's like, this studio has a toilet in it. This studio has a microwave. Mitch Hepburn had the best and worst cadence in comedy, I think, of all time. What do you mean? It was it was the best because it was very unique and different, but it was very clunky. And it, like, oh, yeah, it was but, super clunky, but that's what made it funny. Exactly. He had the best and worst cadence in comedy. He was the best, dude. He's awesome. He was the best, but he was also kind of the worst. Like, I've heard stories about, like, people who saw him on tour and like Adam Caton Holland um, posted some story about uh, Mitch Hedberg uh, a couple months ago, and was talking about um, one of Adam's first writing jobs was uh, was going to write a review on a on a Mitch Hedberg show or or doing an interview with Mitch Hedberg, and said that his set was like really bad. Because he was just like super wasted on stage, and, and he was kind of a party comic. He was kind of a party dude, and I've heard I've heard stories that like Mitch Hedberg was awesome, depending on the night that you saw him, which I guess goes for any comedian. Well, he had he had great specials, and that's really all that matters, right? Is making the great album that'll last forever. And he was special, very special. Well, welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode thirty-three. This is the official podcast of the Rock Combo Motherfucking Ruckus from Denver, Colorado, and Chicago, Illinois, respectively. I'm Aaron Howell. I'm Tony Lee. He's my guitar player. Fuck that. <laughs> He's uh no no no. I am his man. And oh, Tony and I were talking about this on the way uh, on the way over to the studio today. Like, so same sex marriage is legal now in Colorado. But is it legal if you don't have sex with your partner? Because we love each other, right? Like, we love each other. We have, we have a certain level of romantic love for one another. But we don't have, like, eros, like, passionate sexual desire for one another. I mean, not anymore. You know, not since you started putting on weight. Anyway. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm saying, like, is it, like, there are plenty of heterosexual couples who get married but don't fuck each other is it legal for you and I to get married even though we're just we're just buds 
Um, there's got to be a movie about that already. Somebody's probably yeah. It's Google. it's called I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That's the one. And it was with Kevin James and Adam Sandler, and it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. And I don't just mean well, awful got- like because it was a bad movie. I mean like awful because it was like pretty much every played out gay joke, like like old Hollywood gay trope that 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 you've ever seen. Like it was I, really- I don't know how he does it, but Adam Sandler just keeps making movies. But they're just not good anymore. Well, let's be frank. They were never good. He had a few. No, no, no. Happy Gilmore and And Billy Madison. Besides those two. Like, those movies just appealed to the sense of humor of stupid preteens from our generation. you're, You're leaving out the most unsung role that guy had. What, Punch Drunk Love? No. Which one? Pips from Pip from Airheads. Oh, yeah. That was great. But that wasn't great because of Adam Sandler. Well, it's a band. You need all of them. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, Pip was a great character. Yeah. Yeah, Pip Pip was a really good character. He was also really good in Punch Drunk Love. He was really good in Funny People. Chester's girlfriend in that movie was very good as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was, that, that was a great ensemble. Ensemble. Ensemble cast. Oh, man. Now, we're not going to talk about Adam Sandler. We're not going to talk about... Why not? I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. We're not even going to talk about me and Tony getting married. Um, but we are going to real quick say thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to tell a friend. Um, we, we keep seeing the, the ratings and reviews coming up, and we keep getting text messages and emails from... Um, you guys, the listeners. Yeah, from you guys. Uh, what was the most What was the most recent one that we got? I want to say uh, Fawns updated us as to who the lady from Hereditary was. Huh. I don't I don't remember because it's in a text on my phone and I didn't think I'd have to remember it again. Um, oh, your brother hit me up. I forgot to tell you this. Your brother hit me up um, because I mentioned in the last episode. Uh, I mentioned in the episode with Logan about. Uh, people who bring their dogs and their kids and their uh, elderly and infirmed like dogs on the patio. relatives like that whole thing and I mentioned how Sarah and I have brought uh, Mouse and Mala to the bar or taken them out in public a couple times <laughs> what did Damien say? Damien sent me a text that I shit oh, you not yeah. just said like it was like you take your fucking cat to the bar what are you you fucking psychopath like <laughs> you called me a psychopath for taking our cat to the bar a couple of times and then uh, <laughs> and we started going back and forth about, um, you know, some things that we, we do, that me and Sarah do. And then I was like, once in a while, we take them to the cemetery to hang out or we'll walk them around in our stroller or we'll take them out for ice cream. And blah, that, blah, that, blah. that should have been prefaced with, you think that's crazy. We also dot, dot, yeah, yeah. dot. Well, Damien was like, you're fucking with me, right? He's like, you're pulling my leg. I sent him a picture of me and Sarah at the cemetery with our cats. Oh, I'm aware this happens. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a real thing. We love our cats. Mm-hmm. They're great. But, and, dude, and, Sphinx and cats Hayless. Sphinx cats aren't like regular cats. Like, Sphinx cats are kind of like a cross between a cat and a dog. They're like little gargoyles. And they have, like, tons of personality, and they're super social. And, and they super love, weird looking. Super weird looking. And the people who tend to be attracted to buying them are fucking weirdos like Sarah and myself. Coming up next, hairless cats. Weird. <laughs> I think they're great. They are. They're the best those, animals I've ever owned. Those are great Those are great cats, man. Yeah, they're pretty cool. What? Now, we've talked before about how there are certain bands 
where it's it's just socially acceptable to be like very rude and express your displeasure for a band or like it's perfectly acceptable to express your disgust with pineapple and, and ham pizza, right? Sphinx cats are another one of those things where like people think it's perfectly acceptable to like if you post a video of Sphinx cats there'll be comments in the thread that are just, just like, like gross <laughs> that is the grossest thing i've ever seen <laughs> I, I i posted a uh, i posted a video of um some sphinx cats playing not like about a year ago or something like that and like brad replied like ah drown it like <laughs> it's like jesus dude these are people's like well, beloved it, pets he doesn't tell us how he really feels though you know uh, dude there was a lot of of meanness. There was a lot of hostility in that thread of just like people like, ew, gross, it looks like a ball sack. That's a freak of nature. It shouldn't be. A freak of nature. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, if you think about it, all cats and all dogs are freaks of nature because it's like the beginning of gene modification. Like selective breeding is is the the earliest example of human beings like playing God, huh? I mean, all dogs are descendants of wolves, right? Like even Chihuahuas are descendants of wolves, and basically over many 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 generations of of these animals, like people would kill all the animals that didn't have the traits that they wanted. And then keep breeding the ones that did. So it's selective breeding. It's, it's gene modification. Every yeah. dog, every cat that you can think of is a fucking abomination. It's, a, it's, it's like, it's like a, a Franken pet, but it's like old school analog gene modification. You here? You with me? I'm with are you. Are we hanging out? No, we're here. Are we doing a show? Yeah. Or are you just going to be somewhere else the whole time? I'm not somewhere else the whole you time. You are. You are somewhere else. You're doing that thing where you like, you like, are just waiting for me to stop talking. <laughs> just like you're, you're well, thinking about somewhere else, and you're like you're rubbing t- you're, your you're, eyes. Yeah, you're, t- you're talking about these cats that haven't evolved. But what about like uh, tigers and lions and all this? Well, t- no, that's what I'm talking about. Like tigers and lions, those those are natural. Those are all natural. Like humans have had very limited involvement in their breeding. You know, for for the most part, a wild tiger or a wild lion has become what it is through the natural process of evolution. House cats, house pets were like bred, selectively bred by human beings. There's no pugs in the wild, man. There's no <laughs> sphinx cats in the wild. They're just they're, they've been domesticated for a long time, man. They just evolved that through way. the process. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's through the process of selective breeding, like the way we got. Modern domesticated pets is through continuing to breed the animals that had the traits that we desired and killing the ones that did not. Like you have, you have a, 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 a litter of, of wolf pups, right? And you want the one that's got floppy ears, okay? So you take the one that has floppy ears and you continue to breed it. And then you kill all the other ones. All right, you, or you take you take the animal that has like the flat nose, and you continue to breed that, and you kill all the other ones in the litter that don't have that, and you keep breeding it, and keep breeding it, and keep breeding it until you've got only the traits that you want. 
That's how every breed of dog that you can, th- that's why we call them a breed of dog. It's because it's a, it's a specific way that we bred them to be that way. It's gene selection. Cool, man. I don't know. What about it? <laughs> where just, the hell are you going with all this? I don't know. I, I'm like, I don't know where we're not like landing on the same all right, page we're take, here. We're, ta- we're taking a break. We're taking a break. We'll be right back, and we'll be back. Ba- we'll be better. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, episode number three, three, number thirty-three. This is the Jesus episode. What? Why is it Jesus 33? Because Jesus lived to be 33 years old. Do you know that? That is a historical, that is an historical fact that the actual real character, the real historical figure who signed the Declaration of Independence, Jesus Christ, died at the age of 33. All right. 1978. That's true. Interesting fact. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yes, interesting fact. I'm Aaron Howell. Fact. I'm Tony Lee. I'm Logan O'Connor. Yeah. Hey, and I'm got... actually here at the beginning of this thing. You're here at the beginning of the show. Mm. This is, um, if you're joining us for the first time, this is the official podcast of the Rock Combo Motherfucking Ruckus from Denver, Colorado and Chicago, Illinois, respectively. respectively. It's good to be here. So respectful. Pre-recorded. Yeah, very respectful. <laughs> Here at Nug Nation Studio. Studio. See, studios makes it sound bigger. It makes it sound more important. This is like, just one studio, though. This is one studio out of many studios within no, this man. complex. Check it out. Mm. If you go to Universal Studios, plural, uh-huh. there are multiple studios. It's like, this is Studio 4A. This is Studio 4B. This is Studio 6. This is Studio 7. This right, is Studio the, this, 8. This is still a numbered studio. We could no, call no, it no, Studio no. A if you wanted to, and then the other one over there, Studio B and Studio C and, and what have you. It's you know, like I feel like we're just in the other room. You know, it is you, the other room. You don't it's really exactly what it is. It's like at it, it, Evergroove, right? Brad, like Brad has corrected us before for saying Evergroove Studios, plural. Oh, that's because where you're at. Okay, it's one studio. From. You know what I mean? Like, we're here at... Do they even call it Nug Nation Studios? I don't think so. I think, I think they, 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 call... I think they call it Ogib Creative. What do you call it? It's Nug Nation Studios, plural or singular? Two. Plural. Oh, plural. my God. You Nug were right. Studios. Okay, welcome to Nug Nation Studios, multiple. They just shrug like they don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, They're like, like I don't know. We didn't put much thought into it. What are the kids doing in there? <laughs> oh, look, the kids are playing with the microphones again. Adorable. One of these days, we're going to bust it out. One of these days... They're going to bring a girl home for a date, and we're going to put this on to embarrass the hell out of them. <laughs> hey, hon, remember when you used to do your radio when shows? When you made your podcasts. You remember? Logan and I used to do radio shows. We did, yeah. You remember that mm-hmm. shit? We used to do a lot of radio we made, shows. We did radio shows, and we made music videos to songs that weren't ours. And uh, Oh, yeah. We made so many music videos, and my mom... My mom recorded over every single oh, no. one. With what? Here's the thing. My mom, when... when now Sex some tapes. of us, 
<laughs> yeah, right. I, dude, I Hercules, guarantee. I guarantee. She loved Hercules. I remember I her. Oh, yeah, Hercules. she did. She loved Hercules. She loved Renegade. I bet. Like, basically, anything with guys with long hair and bare chests, my mom was into it, dude. <laughs> loved Hercules. Loved Renegade. <laughs> Fucking, uh, and that's actually what was on a lot of the tapes. And so we would take these. I called it. We would take these tapes. And my dad had one of those those RCA rocket launcher fucking cameras, oh, yeah. right? And it had taken so many falls that, like, you couldn't just use a regular battery on it anymore. You had to keep the charger hooked up to it and, like, tape it to the fucking the, the video camera. And you had to keep it on a tripod. We couldn't, we couldn't use it free holding or it would come undone. So, um, so Logan and Marshall and I would just set up a stereo and turn it up real loud and we'd play fake instruments and pretend to play drums. We didn't have a drum set. You know, you're just kind of banging, sitting in a chair and just banging in the air and pretending to play and like holding a bass guitar with no strings and a guitar that none of us knew how to fucking play and just lip syncing to like, seriously, Faith No More, Blind Melon, Pantera, uh, Rollins Band. All right. Um, I, I think we almost knocked Aaron's brother out one time. Oh. Because Aaron, uh, Aaron's brother wanted to be in the videos real bad. And we're yeah. just like, no, no, Brian, fuck you. You know? And then uh, he was in one it's of no them. No Brian's band. I think Aaron hit him with a pillow or something, and he like hit his head against the wall, and he just went. <laughs> just. There was another one where I hit him in the face with an egg. It was so mean. God, it was so awful to my brother. Like, the fact that he still talks to me is nothing short of a miracle. But so we used to make these mu- music videos. Pretty sure he's going to kill you. And they, <laughs> One day he's going to kill you. And uh, we'd, make them, we'd make them with my sister and my brother, too. And we'd make little, like, comedy sketches and stuff like that. We had tapes and tapes of these. And my mom recorded over all of them with episodes of, like, Hercules or Renegade or Roseanne. Because this is, like... This is pre-DVR, you know what I mean? This is like when, in yeah. order to record your shows, you had to, like, you had to re- like oh, record I- them right off TV into the VCR. My mom recorded over literally every single music video we ever made. That sucks. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want to see them. I'd like to see them, too, but, oh, man, it would be really, really embarrassing and shitty. We had, uh, but... Logan and his brother Marshall and I, Marshall, if you're listening, shout out to to Logan's brother and and basically my honorary brother, uh, Marshall O'Connor. Um, we like we would make a radio show almost every day for a little bit. We did, and they would just was, be was like a radio all, show, like a more music heavy one, or is it like a old like maybe little drama? skits? They'd be little skits, like just us doing silly voices and and like. Like playing with stuffed animals and doing voices for him and stuff like that. Marshall was actually really good at voices and really, really very funny. And we would just like take turns coming up with shows. You know what I mean? And it would. How old were you guys at the time? Oh, man, this was. Well, let's see. Hmm. This was before we got interested in anything cool. So we still just liked Nintendo and doing radio shows with our friends. Yesterday, thirty-five. So 30, yeah, right. <laughs> Yesterday. No, we. I mean, we were, we were probably nine, ten, eleven years old, something like that. It was a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Uh, man, I would really like to find some of those old tapes. Well, That'd if you don't, fun. we can always just watch Hercules. Yeah. 
Anyway, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for telling a friend. And uh, thanks for all the reviews that keep coming on. And thank you, thank you, thank you, especially to the brave souls who back us on patreon.com slash mfruckus through a small monthly recurrent contribution. Uh, Man, we could not do what we do without the help of the patrons. Um, Their contribution goes to help us uh, finish our album and put out comics and do this podcast and, and make flyers and pay for Facebook ads and and print merchandise, and and as we're going to talk about later, put together badass production budgets for oh, um, that is so exciting. for live shows. We're going to talk about that later in the show. Big show, um, big show, big show, big show. Yeah, he's Huge. wrestling The Rock later tonight. Yeah, the big show, <laughs> the big show. <laughs> Dude, did you see uh, did you see the video of um, WWE in Saudi Arabia? No. Like, dude, like, there's some fucked up shit going on with Saudi Arabia, obviously. But there's, like, um, one of the things I was watching uh, last week tonight with John Oliver, mm-hmm. and they showed some footage of, like, WWE, like, John Cena wrestling in the heart of Saudi Arabia and shit mm. like that. And they love it. All the Saudis are out there with, with their their iPhones just filming every second of it, just blown away <laughs> that they... But what's, weir- cool. what's weird is they, uh, they just started allowing movies in Saudi Arabia, like started opening movie theaters. And the, the, the most graphic thing they'll show is the emoji movie. You know what I mean? Like, that's as far as they'll go. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> it's surreal. It's pretty deep. <laughs> but they do allow... I don't think so, no. I've never seen that shit. Big, beefy dudes in tights to wrestle around on the ground all yeah. oily and sweaty and and hold each other's faces between their thighs and butt cheeks and stuff like that. But the Emoji Movie is pushing it. Yeah, the Emoji Movie is like... Like the most controversial film in Saudi Arabian cinema history. You you mean emotions? <laughs> no, we don't want people to have no. that. As characterized by by animated characters, so it's, it's a little dark. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I like th- this little note right here. What? The one Which that one? says, if you oh. had a baby every time you came. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about this. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this when I was in the shower. I like showing up late because I just walk into this blind, and it's just like, <laughs> what were these guys talking about before I got here? So I was in the shower yesterday. This is all him. And I was thinking about. I, I know. What I knew if, that as soon duh. as you said it. Okay. What if every time you ejaculated, you had a baby? You'd be kicking babies in the streets, man. Oh, dude, I know. You'd be just crawling around all over the place. I it's so what it at first what I thought is it's like, oh, then guys would just have to regulate how much they they jerk off. They would have to like we wouldn't be able to, you know what I mean? But regulate as in like maybe like five in my whole life. <laughs> yes. Right, right. That, that would be I like have the like max, right? Hundred babies in my entire but life. But I also know <laughs> as a guy Usually raising 5,000 babies isn't that hard. That's what I'm saying. It's like, as a teenager, no self-control, right? So even if you reduced the amount 
the number of ejaculations in your lifetime to like 1%, you'd probably still have a few hundred babies. Because think about it. 365 times 20? That's being... That's being... That's, that's probably conservative. Yeah. 365 times 20. So an ejaculate, ejaculation every day for 20 years. Like, so it would either be dudes just walking around with hundreds of kids... Or there'd be a lot of towns where guys were just kind of hiding out and they were like, I got to move and change my name again. Like, <laughs> if, if you had a kid every time you ejaculated, 365 days times 20, that's 7,300 kids. You'd have 7,300 kids. Mm-hmm. Can that's you imagine? Every, that's every guy in the world, too, would have seven. Yeah. At least. You you would have to figure out a different thing to do with babies than raise them and let them What would be people. really you'd, you'd have to, like, use them for, like, structure and, like, use them to build stuff. <laughs> or just eat them. Turn them into fuel. Turn them into fuel, yeah. I'm going to build a raft. Out. Oh, if you got stranded on a desert island, you could just jizz a bunch and make a raft out of babies to escape the desert island. Be a loud, stinky raft. Wow. <laughs> Not for long. Well, Only at first. Yeah. The ones on the bottom would go quiet real quick. That got dark real quick. Yeah, yeah it sure did. You want to get all Elon Musky? Oh, yeah. I'll have a little bit of that. So so me and Tony hung out the other night. Oh, how'd that go? It was a lot of fun. We went to... Uh, that was a good drink night. Yeah, yeah. It was like a burlesque... Not just burlesque. Carnival like, de Sensual. Yeah. yeah. Carnival de Sensual. It was at the Oriental Theater... And Tony got me a little high before we went in. So I'm by the like, way, I like that you've you've been enjoying your weed a bit more. I have, yeah, I like that. But I like it's this big production, and we like we're commenting on the stage setup and everything. And uh, I'm just watching some of the acts, and I'm just like, oh, I'm a little too high, you know. But that was a great about time. halfway through it, I start to realize that Tony has wasted. Tony is just hammered, and I'm just like, oh, I'm not the weird guy. Tony's the weird guy. So, like, we just switched roles. And <laughs> all in like, your head. Yeah, all in my brain. It was all know? the same shit all I know. night. But I was just like, we need to get some food in our bodies, buddy. So yeah, we, we went did. and we ate went. some pizza. And I heard it was Illuminati-themed. It was. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did that weird you out, too? Like, being kind of high and a little paranoid? Not, me and him were making so many Illuminati jokes, throwing up the fucking we triangle like... in the back of the theater, just <laughs> wilding out. It was great. No, everyone was very quiet and watching the acts, very, like, respectable, and just like, oh, I appreciate this art. And me and Tony are in the corner, just like, did you see the boobies? and They got the eyes sitting out. They got the eyes sitting out. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. That's cool, man. Scott practice. Scott Happel puts on um, puts on really cool shows there, man. The, he's been in the Carnival de Sensual for a long time. Oh and, yeah, and, and he, I, I think it's his, it's his it's his show. He pretty much he pretty much just like it, like directs the whole thing, right? Like like uh, assembles the acts and. I think get, I think so. I, th- I think it's all his production. He also directed um, that Welcome to My Nightmare tribute that I told you about, right? Uh, Mr. Majestic's eight-track revival did a uh, did a uh, 
a tribute to Alice Cooper, and they did the whole Welcome to My Nightmare show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a scene in Welcome to My Nightmare where there's supposed to be a big projection of, of Alice doing some spooky speech about, oh, it's uh, before Black Widow? Yeah, there's supposed to be some, there, there's a big projection, but Scott put on Alice Cooper makeup and did the whole bit, which was super cool. They did the guillotine bit. That's awesome. They did the straight jacket bit. They mm. did all of it, dude. It's a good theater to put on a big show. Big show. T- Tony and big I were show. talking, and we were thinking we should try and get Scott involved in our idea, which we're going to yeah. talk about. Very soon here in the show. Um, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Tony and I, uh, we went to jam night the other night. Have you gone to the Tuesday night jam before? At uh, Rory's? Yeah, at Rory's. I've been there on Sundays, but I haven't been to the Tuesday night jam. So on Tuesday nights, they have an open jam with um, the guys from, from, Johnny Got Rocks. from Johnny Got Rocks. Okay. And it's basically 10 or 12 people hanging around with acoustic guitars and harmonicas and just clowning around and singing songs. And I don't get to go a lot um, because usually since Sarah works nights, we on the nights that she has off, we generally make sure that we can hang out. Right. Well, she got moved to front of the week recently. And uh, so. This last week was the first time I've been able to go in a while. Mm. And, man, all we did was, like, you don't even have to really even know the songs all the Mm. way. Like, there was a lot of moments of us, like, getting up and just kind of going, I think I know how to play this song. At one point, everybody in the room was doing something that attributed to the song. Right. So, yeah. Nini was playing the organ. Oh, cool. Uh, there was three guitars going. Actually, she was playing guitar, and uh, Gibby was playing the organ. Oh, that's right. Gibby was playing the organ. And what's now? What's the name of the harmonica dude that hangs out? John. John, super cool dude. Brings like a whole set of harmonicas and just gets up and jams with everybody. Really oh, he, fun, he was there on a Sunday one time. I yes, remember that guy. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll come up and like play a really cool part, and as soon as he hits a sour note, he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry," and he just like kind of <laughs> takes <laughs> off, like runs away. <laughs> Come dude, back, dude! It's fun. I played so many songs. Like yeah, I, I I played I played. It's a, a good time, man. Yeah, just getting get, getting together with your friends and jamming some bullshit and singing songs that you either wrote or just enjoy. You know, it's a good time. It's cool. Last time I was there, Luke from King Rat was uh, oh, bartending, yeah. and he's just always a peach to be around. <laughs> you, know? you know, the first time I met Luke, we almost got in a fight. That doesn't surprise me. This was back when he used to work at High Street Speakeasy, mm. which was... I loved that bar. Dude, that I was... I loved that bar so much. That that was one of the coolest bars ever in the city of Denver. So those of you who don't know, High Street Speakeasy was this literal old speakeasy building, mm-hmm. like a Prohibition era building. It was on like 38th and High? Or... Yeah, something like that. It was way on the outskirts of downtown, but it was an... It, I think it was even older than that because I think before it was a speakeasy, it was a brothel. Mm, that's, so th- this is how the story goes. The, yeah, the yeah. legend, yeah. yeah. So the, the building, the legend, the the building that was used as High Street Speakeasy up Globeville, right? So it mm-hmm. was even on the outside of like Five Points, just kind of on the outside of the city limits, uh, just south of I seventy, 
Um, Denver was way smaller back yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, way so. way smaller. And um, they, it, I, I want to say in the 1800s it was a brothel. Supposedly it's haunted as shit. It was pretty creepy. We did go up in some of the upper areas, and they still had furniture, like Prohibition era and like 19th century furniture mm-hmm. up on the second level. They only used the, the, the first level. But all the windows were blocked out because it used to be a fucking speakeasy, and they didn't want anybody looking in the windows. So it was a completely pitch black place, got no natural light. You know, beautiful old building, beautiful old bar. And our buddy Luke from King Rat used to be the bar manager and one of the lead bartenders there. And this was before everybody's cell phones had uh, flashlights on them. So you were walking around with actual flashlights, like, yeah. in this haunted old brothel. Oh, that's cool. That you got drunk in all night. Like, they would lock the door at closing time. And, and we would stay till the sun came up. Only select few people could stay. But One of the things that we did... So, uh, I've mentioned this in one of the the articles that I wrote for on a, on a Patreon post on a uh, recently about Caveman Days Two. This was Caveman Days One. Okay, for those of you who are unfamiliar, there have been two <laughs> times. Tell the story. <laughs> there have been two times in our story band Inception. in this our band story. history where we had the power and heat turned off in the middle of winter for an extended period of time. We called these periods Caveman Days 1 and Caveman Days 2. One, we just called Caveman Days originally because we never thought there would be a <laughs> sequel to that awful chapter in our fucking lives. I wasn't around for that first But one. I digress. Were you living in that house? So, Probably not. Well, no, I, I used to just hang out over there, though. I wasn't living in This was, like, before. right when we were 21. Like, I think, I think that was the year... If not the year after I turned 21 and, and like, Jerry had turned, like, basically the, the, the older guys in the group were starting to turn of age. But it didn't fucking matter. We went to High Street Speakeasy, high street speakeasy anyway, regardless of who was 21 and who was not. During this period of time, we had our lights shut off. We had our heat shut off. It was the dead of winter. We live in fucking Denver. It was freezing cold. We're, like, living by candlelight. The the girls that we lived with had long since moved out, so it's just these gross dudes in a freezing cold, pitch black house for seriously well over a month. And what we would do, instead of using our beer money to pay our fucking bills, we would wait until the sun went down, and then we would leave the house, and we would go spend all night at the high street speakeasy, drinking until the sun came up, and then go back home and go to sleep during the day because the house would be warm enough to habitate when the sun was up. We lived that way <laughs> for a little while. No, you know, I was part of Caveman Days, too. and uh, You I were remember. part of Caveman Days, too. I remember so, that. So what was the solution in Caveman Days, too? Caveman Days, too, there was no... Well, oh, in Caveman Days, too... I think, I think at this point I had become smart enough to... Pay my bills and not and live with us and lived by myself. And I was like, "Fuck no, I'm not going over to their house." <laughs> I don't. You know what? Me and Ty are the ones that paid that off. Uh, okay, so you guys were just like, "Fuck." Yeah. Well, there was a big fucking. Came mandates too. Came mandates too. The paid it off. There, there was a big bill that came through, and I think it was like six hundred bucks for the fucking electricity or whatever. And me and Ty were like, "Fuck." Well, yeah, we got the cash. Let's do it. And uh, nobody else did but me and him. So we ended up paying that off. 
Then, like, a month later, they sent us, like, another one that was the same amount. We're like, well, we're not doing that again. Come up with the cash. And then we let it go. <laughs> and, like, and then we lived with it for, like, a month or something like that. And uh, Ty was Ty was a trooper. Him and Jesse and, uh, and like, Spike would, would be cuddled up in a bed, like, underneath <laughs> the blankets, like, totally toughing it out. I took my ass to the Oriental with everybody else, you know. Mm. Yeah, so there was a – so what, what happened was – the the power had gotten shut off um, for non-payment, but then uh, Excel Energy said that they couldn't turn the power back on until um, repairs, like a, a replacement part, had been put on the on the meter box. Mm-hmm. They said that the meter was not up to code, and that the owner of the property had to replace the meter essentially before they could turn the power back on because we owed the landlord money. <laughs> the, la- <laughs> the landlord was like, okay, I'll fix the meter as soon as you guys pay me the back rent you owe me. And what that guy didn't realize is that we'd already been through caveman days one and we're like, all right, we'll just go sleep at the Oriental. <laughs> so- I ended up paying that balance too. Pretty sure. Or yeah. maybe, you, maybe you guys came up with some of it, too. I, Dude, I think we pulled the ripcord and left. Oh, really? Yeah. I think we bailed out of that. <laughs> that house was jankety and weird. and It finally got bulldozed. Just, got, we just got we walked by it the other night oh, when right. we went to the Oriental. Yeah, man. That we're, place. We were smoking a joint in the alley, and Tony was like, there's the old house, and it's just boom. Yeah. It's, just dirt. it's gone, just man. Dirt. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, pay your bills. Pay your bills. Pay your bills. Grow the fuck up. Pay your bills if you don't want any fun stories ever. (laughs) Me me and Laura got a house full of Or just find a close bar that is going to let you stay all night. Yeah, go live at a place that will let you give money in smaller increments over time. Because you actually end up spending more at the bar than you probably spend on rent for a house that you live in. Well, that's if you're drinking beer and not just soaking up heat. When you're soaking up heat, it's pretty free. Well, yeah, but I mean, we were drinking beer. Like we, we probably yeah, but that was what Jerry's I'm, what beer. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm what I'm saying is, we spent more time in that bar. Like with the time and money that we spent in that bar, we could have probably paid our rent four times in a month. I don't know. It was pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah, it was like three hundred bucks he a did. month. That's where whiskey on the rock came from, too. Mm-hmm. Is Luke would Luke would take a rock? It was like this long, jagged, like piece, piece of, of flagstone. Yeah, and he'd go whiskey on the rock, and he'd pour whiskey down this rock into your mouth. I, I've heard of that. It was super fun, and that, that came from that bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where whiskey on the rock came from. When I, when I moved here, Luke was already owning Benders. Oh yeah, yeah. This was a much different time. This mm-hmm. was a this was a fun time in our friendship with Luke. So oh, shout Luke's, out to Luke's always great. Shout out to Luke Schmaltz and King Rat. Uh, you guys want to move on to some nudes? I mean news. No. Mm-hmm. All right, it's time for nudes. By the way, a boop is when you do this. Boop. Get your finger on the old boop. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is a boop. Mm-hmm. It's it's not taking a dump 
after you've boofed something. No, I mean it, it can when, be. When, it, it, it could be like a like number like if you look in the de- definition of it, you look in the dictionary. Number one has a little finger on the nose like that. Second one has just like a paper towel with like some drugs on it coming out of a butt. When we did episode thirty-one, it was a boof. Yeah. And we talked Boop, about Boop, Tony. Boop, Tony Boop, doesn't Boop. listen to every episode. I listen he, to that one. he listened to that. We episode. talked about shoving stuff up your butt. To yeah, that's, it's a, it's a boof to go in, and it's a boop to come out, and a yeah. boop to come out. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Subsection. That's way different than boop. Yeah. Tapping someone on the nose. Yeah. Oh, he booped me. What do you mean he booped you? <laughs> we, How did he get in there? We booped back and forth. We only had enough alcohol and only one tamp. <laughs> we only had one tampon and one bottle of Everclear. Because you can't ever find a tampon when you need one, right? <laughs> Does it have to be a tampon? Can't you just use a paper towel? I, I, I feel like if you're going to boof something... Do it right. You, yeah. You know? Yeah. Don't, I mean, for the love. Fuck, don't fuck around. <laughs> don't get all slipshod. Don't, don't half-ass it. <laughs> uh, news. November 6th, we're back in the studio. Finishing touches. Finishing touches. Uh, This is going to either be the last session or the second to last session before we go to mixing and mastering. And we expect to have The Front Lines of Good Times, Volume 1, 11 brand new songs. Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new. Out of the studio uh, sometime after the first of the year. Like is, we're, it, is it nine brands making new? Because It's a Mess has been released, right? Oh, It's a Mess has been released. You're right. And Making a Killing. And if you if you don't count um, Making a Killing and uh, We Only Live Forever and we've played How Big Is the Sun live yeah. a couple times. We've been playing Acropolis now for a while. There's so, a bunch of new stuff on Five there. plus brand spanking new songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you haven't heard. That you haven't heard. Ton, tons of really good stuff. This is definitely, I mean, how do you guys feel about this new record? I feel like it's the most um, eclectic record we've ever done. It's definitely diverse because it has songs that I wrote, it has songs that Tony wrote, it has songs that Parker wrote. And so it, a lot Those of it's all very different. They're all very different. So. Right. Yeah. I, I like the new thing that we're doing, having everyone more deliberately write more. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it used to just kind of be, like, whoever kind of had something at the moment. But we've been shifting gears to this point of, like, it's like, everybody brings songs. We're going to play any song that you bring. Oh, like, we'll, we'll work it out. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If we like playing it together, we'll keep it. Well, we've, we've, all, we, we've also gotten in the habit of kind of rotating around song selection you know, it's like, all right. Yeah, but there's ones that stick more than others. Right. Sure. Well, that's the way it's going to be. You're playing the odds, though, exactly. by just just showing up and doing the work over and over again. And uh, this record, it it definitely goes all over the place because as, as, as songwriters, we're definitely all over the place. And I think it's very cool that we're in a band where, or at least we're in a band now, where everyone can feel like they can bring an idea to the table and it's not just going to get thrown out automatically because it, quote unquote, doesn't fit the type of band we are. You know, we're kind of open to doing whatever we want as long as it's good to us. Yeah. Or, if, or, or if Joey digs it. Or if Joey digs it. That's right. Hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Joey digs it, slide it through. So, uh, yeah, so the record's almost done. The front, you know. um, and we are planning a huge production uh, for, it, for the, the release party next year. Um, we've, got, we've got the Oriental Theater in mind. We're thinking of gigantic production stuff. We're thinking of all sorts of cool things. It's, it's definitely going to be the most fun show we've ever put on. And, uh, man, and we could not do it without the people who back us on Patreon. So thank you, thank you so much for your support, guys. Um, that thing is going to be really cool. Uh, we're actually going to be sending out invitations for that one. Like It's going to be like an Iron Maiden show, but with our flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way it looks anyway. It's going to be cool. It's going to be very cool. Um, let's see. What else is coming up? December 8th, we're at Lost Lake with uh, Fist Fight. And Hydroform has just been added to the bill on that. It's going to be a great... Hydroform. Have you heard Hydroform before? No. They're tight, dude. I booked them at, uh, I booked them at Three Kings um, way back when, when I used to book there. Uh, they're a good band, man. Fist Fight's a good band, too. It's, uh, it's going to be a good band of local Denver like heavy rock bands. You know the episode of Futurama where they go to that planet where there's all the water people? Like all yeah. the oh, yeah. fried drinks? Drinks the guy? The, the guy? The prince or whatever? That's what I picture their whole band looking like. <laughs> like Hydroform. Yeah, it's liquid. We yeah. we know the form. Yeah, we it's know. It's wet. Don't We're drink us. Liquid <laughs> people! <laughs> so we have we, we have, <laughs> have we announced this next show yet at all? Oh no, we haven't. We are happy to announce <gasps> What's January twenty sixth, two thousand eighteen. Can we say this yet? Can we? I don't know if we can. Why is that? I thought we were confirmed. We're confirmed. I don't know if we can say stuff about it. Ah, oh, fuck it. Ah, fuck it. We're playing with Hank Von Hell from. Turbo Negro, the original singer from fucking Turbo Negro. He's, like, got a, he's got a new album that's pretty sick, too. Yeah, I've, I've heard, like, three of the songs. It sounds yeah. more like Turbo Negro than Used Turbo Negro. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect Turbo Negro as a um, changing, a, like, yeah. evolving, band. evolving band. Yeah. But, but like, Hank Von uh, Hell's yeah. band sounds like Turbo Negro sounded when I first got into him. Yeah. And he's got a song called Bum to Bum, which is really fucking funny. And the video is really cool. So he's coming out with some new stuff that I think people are going to dig. It's a and, cool style of rock and roll, man. That's, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And he's clever. He His, his lyrics are. No, he is, are, he is quick, lyrically very you know? clever. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's going to be a really cool show. So we're super excited for that one. Thanks to Peter Orr at Anchors Away Productions for putting us on that. Uh, And thank you, Logan, for putting a bug in his ear and really hustling your balls off to see that we got that gig. Yeah. 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 You're You're welcome. You really stepped up to the plate on this one. Uh, he showed up to work. Just, yeah. <laughs> I showed like, up to work hey. and I was like, hey, we want to play that show. I showed up to work a block from my apartment. <laughs> it's not a block, dude. I you walked, it's a half a block. It's, not, it's across the street. Less than a block to work. <laughs> but it's that, across hey, the street. But that's a big street. That's yeah. Colfax yeah, Avenue. It's got that's four like, lanes, yeah. Yeah, man. That's four lanes of traffic to cross. Dodge some nerds getting donuts. Yeah. It's like crossing the Nile. Hurdle the passed out homeless guy and went to work. You yep. don't even need to go that close to Voodoo. No. 
but they're everywhere. They're Do you everywhere. ever lay down your jacket and uh, carry Becky over a puddle of vomit on Colfax? <laughs> that would be so romantic. Like a real gentleman. <laughs> a real gentleman. Yeah. So we're Would really you like excited some about chicken. Hold on, my jacket down over this fucking passed out, dude. We're re- we're really excited about the uh, the Hank Von Hell show. Um, tickets are going to be going on sale for that soon, if they haven't already, as of the release. Because we're recording this a week probably from the day that it's released, so uh, they might be on sale by na- sale by now. I'm sure we will announce it when they are. Um, again, stay tuned for that album release show in t- 2019. Yeah, that, and that is going to be uh, that's going to be happening in the early part of 2019, late late fall, or wait, late winter, early spring, probably early spring. Yeah. Um, also, we are happy to announce that the Frontlines of Good Times comic, uh, the graphic novel series, is back in production. Thanks to a deal struck with our uh, our new comic illustrator, Mr. Jake Fairley, the creator of This Is Heavy Metal, which if you've never if you've never seen it, look up This Is Heavy Metal by Jake Fairley. It's awesome. It's, it's really uh, good. Yeah. yeah, tons of Satan and and dudes with long hair and gauntlets and and gore and tons of gore. And, yeah. Have you seen? Uh, he also is, sings for the band Hail Satan. Have you seen? Um, their music video for uh, I'll Eat You. No, I have not. Dude, it's so good. It is the silliest, like, most awesome music video I've seen in a long time. It's just them, like, playing in a forest, like, making scary metal faces and, like, you know, covered in blood with gauntlets and studs. But then it does all these cutaways to them having, like, a satanic ritual and then cutaways to them, like, preparing a gourmet cutlet of meat and, like, adding asparagus and potatoes. Like, they actually cooked a gourmet meal in this video. They eat it together, and then at the end of the video, you figure out that it's fucking, like, a Klansman and a Nazi dude and some other guy that they don't like. And basically, they torture these guys and make them into meat and eat them. And it's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Jake Fairley. Spoiler alert. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and as always, spoilers ahead. Uh, yeah, so we're stoked to have Jake Fairley on board. He uh, He's already been doing some of the... Um, character design stuff, you know, picking up right where Josh Finley left off. Uh, he's sent us over some of the character design stuff. We've already shared that with our patrons and also uh, the people on the Motherfuckers Worldwide Facebook group. So if you're not on that, check it out. It's uh, MFCKRS Worldwide. It's a group on Facebook. It's a closed group, but the vetting questions are pretty easy. So uh, check it out. What else? Jake Fairley at the... Self-proclaimed Cokeback King of Denver, Colorado. <laughs> All right. We uh, launched a new Motherfucking Monday uh, video this week. This Tastes week's like episode bleach. was uh, Tastes Like Bleach. Um, there's a lot. There was a Satan mask in the studio, and uh, we had a lot of fun playing with that. Like, there's a theme throughout the various episodes of, of this season and it's like that rubber Satan mask that was in the corner. That theme is anything that was in that room became your toy to play with. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a ukulele a and tiny like a ukulele. Viking sword and yeah, a big old like, Satan mask. Broad sword. Yeah. For some reason that day, I just had U2 and um, 
uh, Mumford and Sons on the brain. So I just kept making Mumford and Sons and U2 <laughs> jokes throughout the whole thing. And since we recorded all that in the same day, at the end of that day, I was like, what the fuck is with the Mumford and Sons bit? <laughs> well, people who it's have like watched the whole series the season progress, they'll, they'll get it and they'll appreciate it. Maybe. I, don't know. I heard somebody so make a joke you. the other day. It was something along the lines of, like, wouldn't it have been great if Mumford never procreated? Or something like that. I can't remember who said it, but I was just like, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. That's good. Hell, I'll name it all my sons. <laughs> Fine. Just Mumford. Just me. <laughs> just Mumford. I got a neurourethra. I couldn't procreate. All right, fine. All right, fine. <laughs> all right, that's it. La- Moving on. <laughs> Last bit of, uh, wait, are we all out of Mumford and Sons jokes? No. Think we could squeeze a few more out? Oh, yeah. Hmm. <sighs> hmm. No, I got nothing. Uh... Last thing on uh, the news news uh, the news list possible Euro tour in the works possible. Man. We had that meeting today. Yeah, we did. Uh, I we had a meeting today. It. So, so actually, that brings us to another subject. We're crossing our fingers on this. We're, one. Okay, it we're crossing really our we're, we're crossing our fingers on this one. But let's just put it this way: there will be a European tour. As early as this winter, as late as next fall, there are some things in the works that we can't divulge just yet because the deals are still being worked out. But one way or another, we're going to be over there soon. But it brings up a topic of conversation that Tony and I have been going over. And uh, the subject is to buy on or not to buy on. And by the way, I got corrected today. The, the arrangements that we have with Rodeo Star are not what they would consider a buy on. Like, it, like Dorsten explained it to me like this. He was like, he was like, well, a buy on is you pay to play. But then I'm going, what yeah, what are we doing, though? Like, we pay for plane tickets. We pay for, you know, our share of the bus. And then we don't get paid for it. That's a buy-on, right? Uh, yeah. I th- I'd say so. Yeah. I guess that's not technically what a buy-on is. I guess technically is a buy-on is where you just give a band money uh, oh, just, to be, to band. Okay. just to be on... The, just to be on the tour, you still have to pay for, in addition to that, your transportation, your um, your gear, whatever it is that you happen to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, what – so this idea comes up, and, and Tony and I have talked about this. Is it ultimately worth the investment? And my argument is that, you know, we have spent – 20-something years just slugging it out independently, driving around and, and trying to make it on the road, right? There's a bunch of bands that are doing that right now that are having varied levels of success through doing that. How much money do you think we spent over the course of 20 years? We'll say 15 years since we started to get really serious probably about five years ago. How much money do you think we spent in the course of 15 years just kind of 
chasing our tails around and going, oh, let's try this and uh, see if this works and da 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 da. I kind of feel like if you could take a dollar amount and put it towards something and get in front of the same amount of people in a concentrated amount of time and have it all go more or less smoothly and be a professional experience and have it be a career altering move, I think it's worth it. I think it's it's definitely seems more efficient to me. It seems more optimal than just like going out and grinding on the road for 200 days a year straight and then going, maybe, what do you think? Well, I, that's the thing is you don't know if it's going to be a, like a positive career altering move. That's right. the gamble, you know, you don't know. But each time has been. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that we have gotten more traction from these investments than we would have gotten if, let's say, we were 19 years old, we just put our stuff in storage, and we were like, we're going to go on tour here in the U.S., and we're not going to stop until we until we hit the big time or until we uh, accomplish a level of success that we that we feel comfortable with. I think we've accomplished more now, mainly because we have more, uh, like, weapons to use and we're more marketable. And, you know, if we had taken the band on tour when we were 19 years old, I think people would have been like... We would have squandered that shit. <laughs> so Why are they doing that shit? But we would have gotten... that. That's the other thing, though, is we would have naturally gotten better more quickly. Because we would be playing every single day, we would be writing a lot more, we would be fully invested in the process. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm still ready. Let's do it. You want to just go? Yep. All right. You want to just, like, go, like, instead of finishing the podcast? Yeah, like, right now. Just go get my Hyundai accent? And... No, we'll use my menu, man. Oh, okay, cool. All right, well, guys, this has been the motherfucking podcast. <laughs> We're going to get out of here, and uh, see you never. Bye. You're fibbing. Uh. give a shout out to our sponsors nug nation studios plural plural here in denver colorado ounce for ounce the best homegrown comedy his taglines are the, in just years. the best no i didn't ounce come up with that that's like that's like on their marketing material clever clever guys yeah clever. mutiny information cafe to south broadway mutiny uh mutiny information cafe books coffee comic books live events uh bands and open mic comedy and pinball and snacks and, and food food cereal and uh some of the nicest folks in the business to south broadway the uh the motherfucking podcast is a mutiny transmission which is another thing that they do it's put out podcasts uh look them up mutiny info cafe Matula Plumbing in Des Plaines, Illinois. Shit rolls downhill. Don't be at the bottom. Your number two is our number one priority, and your shit is our bread and butter. Matula Plumbing. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. That is vile. I, I, I have. I just feel like I've just 
kind of every, 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 every time I think about that, I imagine smearing shit on like an English yeah. muffin. Yeah. Which sucks because I love English muffins. Why but did, it, wait, why had a muffin? Because that's my go-to carb oh. is English muffins. Mine would be a piece of white bread. It's my go-to carb. But then you'd have to have <laughs> it's, it's what I Oh, have. yeah, it's my go-to protein. You got your go-to protein, your goatein? Ah, yeah, you know what my goatein is? Poutine. Yup, yeah, poutine's my goatein protein. Gross. <laughs> Speaking of shit on carbs, uh, who else? Evergroove Studio, studio. Singular. Singular. One studio. State-of-the-art video and audio studio, solar-powered in the beautiful mountains. Shadow Mountain in uh, Evergreen, Colorado. Best best production crew you can think to work with. Um, I, 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 Brad and Ethan, the Ethans, Klein and Kotel, they, uh, they're what I would call producing Engineers and then they're they're very hands on. They get super involved with every project that comes in there. They're super enthusiastic and excited about what they put out. They're fucking great. If you're working on an album or any sort of audio project, and uh, you want that professional touch in in a serene environment, go up to Evergroove Studio in Evergreen, Colorado. Tell them we sent you. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios, the official. Rehearsal space of motherfucking ruckus and every other goddamn band in Denver, it seems like. We have to reserve time because they're just like booked full every day of the week, 24 hours a day. Rocket Space Rehearsal Studios. Say hi to Kate. The Kates. The Kates. The K2. Judgment Kate. Mm. Um, Flipside Music. Like a, I wouldn't even call them a gear store as much as I would call them a, a gear boutique. Like, they only do, like, high-quality specialty stuff, pedals, amps, guitars, and not to mention Ike is a super cool guy. The creme de la creme. Oh, and, and it's located on a rock block of independent music businesses, including Blackout Screen Printing and the Keep Recording Studios. Um, head on down there. Say what up to Ike. Uh, Shout-out to Ike, my man. Thank you very much for all your help. Hi, Ike. And, of course, as we've mentioned several times, all the people who back us at patreon.com slash mfruckets. Tony, it's your pick for commentary this week. Yeah, it's your pick for commentary, and you picked... Snake in the Grass. You picked an old one. I I know. We ran out of songs, though. No, we we haven't. you're talking about it like it's like, oh, we're scraping the barrel now. Yeah, just digging out the garbage from the bottom. This is all the grounds and the sediment now. No, this is a good song, man. This is, it's fun. I remember when we wrote this, Tay's dad, Tate Hamilton, came bursting into the studio with a cigar in his mouth and was like, that one's a fucking hit, guys. That one's great. He loved it. He thought it was... He thought it was the, the catchiest song we had written at that time. <laughs> and we didn't do shit with it. <laughs> well, I think we just, it was one of those songs that we just put up on the shelf and never picked up again. It's, dude, it's the curse of, I think, any independent band is you write stuff and then you play it at every single show and you get sick of playing it. But that's what people remember you 
buy Mm -hmm. and you start writing new stuff and getting excited about the new stuff and don't want to play the old stuff but people just want to hear the old stuff it's the the curse of every band independent or otherwise and um, I feel like we just kept writing new stuff and this song got further and further to the outer edges of our repertoire and uh, I I would love to bring this one back this is a fun one Um, I don't necessarily like my vocal recording but I like the structure of the song it's cool it's a fun idea Um, I think Bart did a great job recording it Uh, that's Bart from Crash Pad Studios uh, formerly Motoland Studios oh Oh, sorry 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 Sorry. so this is uh, this is from the fourth year Regulators album Oh, sorry, 1332 Records presents Regulators. Yeah. 1332 Records colon Regulators by fourth year, name we chose. Um, this Ready. one's called Snake in the Grass. In three, two, one, go. So you can tell this is a Tay idea because it sounds like a black Periods are shirtless periods if you don't have any tampons. 
because you have to take your shirt off. Anyway, um, the end, the end of the shirtless period came um, when we were doing a show at Herman's Highway, and uh, somebody posted a mean tweet about us. Like we, all, we almost do nothing on Twitter, so we didn't even see this months. But I, uh, I got on Twitter. And um, I happened to see a post that someone had done that they had tagged fourth year in. And it just said, ugh, the uh, the uh, guitar player from uh, fourth year is playing with the shirt off. Hashtag muffin top. Is that me? No, it was talking about Jerry. Oh, <laughs> Muffin top. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a. Wow. Yeah, and I'm like, muffin top, and I swear to God, right after that, Jerry just started wailing on fucking sit ups. Oh my God, I remember that we had the uh, treadmill at the house at the Caveman Dates Two house. Yep. And fucking Jerry was like hitting the treadmill every day. Yep. And then and then he started working for Biker Gyms and had a couple daughters, and he just went, (laughs) sausage belly. I got it now. Yeah. No, that's that's a true story. Well, hey, uh, that we just did a repeat. Sorry about that. Hope the conversation in the middle was at least entertaining. I told you. I told you. I told you. But we're not running out of songs, I promise. <laughs> we're not running out of songs. I'm sure I, that... I could have picked something we didn't have on the goddamn show. You know what? We, we should have of... kept a data, database of some sort. I was about to say, what kind of production are you running here? <laughs> you don't take notes? You don't... No, we do have notes. We do take everyone. notes, but we don't check every note. Every Like... If we had it in a database, <laughs> this is why one of us needs to okay. learn to use Excel. Do, do this. Turn this episode you off sure and go back and listen to episode 31. That one was great. That was this a great one episode. Is hey, man, they can't all be winners, you know. 30, 31 was the one you're on. <laughs> yeah. All right. I know there's 33 episodes, but there's one that I showed there's up to. There's one that's, that's really one great. you should pay attention to. Someday. Totally. No, dude, this is important because someday... There's going to be someone who's a really big fan, and they're going to listen to this show and binge listen to every single episode of the motherfucking podcast, including the ones that we did just setting my phone in the middle of the room over at Tony's place. Like, dude, I listened to the beginning of the first episode today. Wow. Really bad. Anyway, someone's going to be binge listening, and they're going to hear a repeat, and they're going to go, shenanigans! And we're going to hear all about it. It's going to be all over the internet. And then they're going to tweet about us. And they're going to say, hashtag muffin top, (laughs) hashtag hashtag repeat. I can hear the muffin tops on this episode. So I would feel bad about repeating this joke if they hadn't repeated that song. We're on a compilation with the Coffin Cats and a bunch of other bands. Yeah, are we? Punk Pile 11. What song is on it? Open Wide by Fourth Year. Oh, Oh, Open wide. Was that a song called Needle Dick? Did I just see a song called Needle Dick? I think you did. Open wides on that one? We're on a I don't remember. We're on that a few song. different compilation things here. Wake up, take the medicine, yeah. Open wide. Oh, Dude, Regulators was the album where we were like, we should try and write some stuff that's like it's dirty, but it's like still kind of rocking and commercial, you know? Like we should try. We should try and make some stuff that just like grooves a little bit more. Like we deliberately played that album slower. You remember that? Mm-hmm. It's still a good album, but we like deliberately played it slower because we were trying to like 
we were trying to do a rebrand, and it was a rebrand that didn't work very well at all. This band has had two rebrands. So we did, we went from fourth year freshman to fourth year. Boo. Which, oh, God. God. There was a. Boo this band. There was. Boo that idea. So many people were like, who is fourth veer? Yeah, because of the logo. Because of the logo, yeah. And we added lightning bolts and Tesla coils. Tesla coils, man. Those were still. And the like, the dueling SGs up at the top. That was cool too. That was like when we were trying. (laughs) That was when we were trying to be like a KBPI band. You remember that? I don't think we were trying to do that at all. We were. It's just our. We were taking a crack at it. We were like, like we did. We competed in the best, like a bunch of best band and like. I guess. I guess you were. Dude, we did probably. No, 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 no. This this was when no no like, no 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 this was when me and Tay both were kind of directing the band yeah. and taking a lot of advice from Tate yeah and so we were we were trying to get more professional we were making press kits remember when we did that tour and we like made press kits and hand silk screened the press kits and shit like that with the Dale skull on the front and That's and cool. had our like. Like eight by ten fucking headshots and bios and shit like that, like and then MySpace came around and completely annihilated. Ever doing like, that again? Yeah, ever doing that again? Yeah, yeah, no. that was a that was a time. No, that was quite a time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I think we should go on to the one for the homies. Is yeah. that your hair that I just picked up? Oh, yeah, gross. Well, guys, uh, <laughs> this is. This Why'd has you been do that? this has been what? another thrilling episode of the motherfucking podcast. It was okay. It was okay. That's my fault though. I'm if sorry. you're listening to this uh, this episode, go back to the beginning and don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See if yeah. you can, see if you can it. get your 45 minutes of life back. You know, we can't knock them all out of the park. See, this is what's happened is now that we're in this fancy studio with this mm-hmm. fancy equipment, we've, like, lost touch with our roots. This is, like, the second time we've done it. Like, we're not... Yeah, but I'm just saying... That's quick. That, that's, yeah. that's how quick you lose touch with reality, man. We're, like... We have these free Gatorades and this nice table. <laughs> Dude, we're, like... Fancy microphones. You know there's beer in that thing. Say what? Yeah, if the whole time? If, if you hit diesel, then, uh, then the free beer comes Is up. there beer in there now? Have they added that yet? I, there was beer when I put the... Box that I brought. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Should we have a beer? Dude, Duh. dude we are basically. Right, let's take a break. We're gonna do some more podcast. What'd you have to do too? Uh, the first one wasn't very loud. No. <laughs> we still got like another half hour. I like how we're just shitting. I like how we're just shitting on this episode. We're like, yeah, it's okay. We redid a song. We don't really have anything funny to say. You know, this this place does kind of remind me of Caveman Days a little bit because it's so cold. Yeah. Because like, but mostly because all the money, like, like goes towards the fun stuff. You know, it goes towards the priorities, like making cool weed cartoons. So shit, 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 shit. Yeah, we like, were like we were on g- command. We were gonna leave. So shit. Ah! <laughs> Why'd you say that? Shit. Make it so. Oh. <laughs> 
Dude, oh, I am. Um, it's I, happening. I, you know how every once in a while. <laughs> the every, funny cries people make when they shit their pants. <laughs> <laughs> dude, no, it's more. It's always more of a, a scared thing. It's yeah. like, dude, no. I've, been, I've been getting over a cold for a while. And booty cold. <laughs> you got a booty cold. He's, got a he's booty trying flu. to get your booty, booty flu, flu shot. Um, I've I've been fighting a cold for a little bit, and uh, I was at work. And man, I work at a brunch place, you know, so I'm in pretty tight quarters with people while they're ordering their brunch foods and stuff like that. And my stomach was feeling a little shaky, and I spent the entire day in absolute terror. <laughs> that I was just going to lose control at a table and be like, oh, I'm oh, no. <laughs> I've had that. I've had that day before. Like, hey, how's it going? Can I get you guys a bacon flight to start? <laughs> <laughs> a bacon uh, flight? Yeah, yeah, we do flights of bacon. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. Not like to couple it with talk about types, shitting. Different types yeah, of bacon? Yeah, so, well, okay. So from left to right, Applewood oh, barbecue candied. Habanero, uh, paleo, which is no added nitrates, no added sugars. And the featured right now is a Chipotle ranch. It's kind of like if Cool Ranch Doritos and bacon had a baby. I don't know how they would, but if they did, that's what it would taste like. Holy shit. This uh, part of the podcast is brought to you by Bacon, bacon and Budweiser. Uh, no, dude. I, I feel like my whole spiel. Like, I'm such a cheese dick fucking salesman of, it's good, of a bartender. That's what, that's what you want when you go out to a place like that. Yeah, you, you want... You want that guy to act that way. Yeah, and, and and to get your food right. And to get your shit right. Yeah, it's like, all right, not be, shit himself. be funny and nice and get my shit right yeah. and don't shit yourself at the table. Yeah. I've got a cheese dick, guys. <laughs> You've got a, a cheese dick. And my lady's lactose intolerant. She hates it. <laughs> I've got a cheese dick, you guys. But luckily, my girlfriend is Steve Urkel, so she loves it. <laughs> got me cheese. Got me cheese. Dick. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty good. Okay, pretty that good. joke right there. Is worth the entire podcast. <laughs> we really came alive. Yes, yeah, really came alive in the end. Um, no, dude, episode 33, the Jesus episode, total piece of shit until the very, very, very end. The cheese dick joke. Well, then why didn't they just put out like a one minute podcast with the cheese dick jokes? Why didn't we? I don't know. In fact, I think we might just scrap the whole first part yeah. and just have this. Hey, man, uh, I'm, I'm already. Right. How to edit? Uh, no. No. I do not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's all out there now. It's all yeah. out there now. I, I, I've closed the bar before and just literally turned the deadbolt and high-stepped it to the shitter oh, and yeah. just, like, thrown my pants down and shit has already come out of my Dude, butt. I legitimately oh, yeah. feared a negative Yelp sit. review. On the way to the sink. Because of a shit that I took at work. <laughs> like, I came back to the bar and looked at my coworker and I said... I said, the dude in the bathroom after me is going to write a Yelp review about <laughs> the gigantic shit that I took. Like, I'm going to get fired for taking a huge shit before fucking guests. Well, they need employee in. bathrooms. That would solve That's it all. not a bad idea, no, dude. No, it's not a bad idea at all. Maybe it's Remember just... Remember when we worked at the 1UP and we, they didn't have the employee bathroom yet? Yeah. 
The employee That's, bathroom was great. The employee bathroom is where it's at. Three Kings had it too. Yeah, Three, Three Kings, Kings employee bathroom. Well, they had like the one executive. of my top ten favorite places to take a shit. Public public shits. Public shits. Yeah. They got that great Zappa poster mm-hmm. above the toilet too. It's just comforting, and you're like. You and me, buddy. I'm we call, the, we called this the together. executive. We'd, be, we'd, we'd go up to the door and be like, hey, can I get the keys to the executive? We called it that for a long time. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the bathroom upstairs at the Oriental, that's the executive. Yeah. Mm. I think it's important to have so that you're – dude, and maybe I just have a little fear because I had a very embarrassing experience. When I was 19, I worked at D.C. Deli on Logan and Alameda, which does not exist anymore. But I lived in a... Uh, because of... I lived in a uh, uh, a multi-level because, triplex because over Aaron on... shit in it, and it closed down. <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was called the Duklum Deli. That's what DC stands for. Duklum. It's a hard donk right there. No, no, no. Hard donk right there. No, no, no. DC stood for Dookie Kaka. <laughs> Welcome to the Dookie Kaka Deli. Can I shave you off a slice of turd? It used to be the same. It used to be. Just a turd on a slicer. Would you like semen on it? it used to be the CD Deli, which is the Cocky Duty Deli. Cocky Duty Deli. All right. Oh. Holy shit. Your shit is our bread and butter. Well, <laughs> your shit on our bread and butter. Also, I worked, um, I served there. I served. I, uh, I was a server <laughs> at the, uh, at the uh, Duty Cocky Deli, <laughs> the Duty Cocky Deli, uh, at the DC Deli, and there was only one restroom. Um, like, it wasn't a men's room and a women's room. There was one restroom in the whole building. And, uh, I took a shit in there one time in the middle of, like, lunch service. And then one of the cooks was this kind of big, loud guy from New York. He talked like this, you know. He had, like, his teeth looked like a fucking jack-o'-lantern. He had, like, big old gaps between them. And it was always like, yo, my fucking girl. See, back home breaking my fucking balls. Like one of those guys, you know. He worked in the kitchen. You could just hear him yelling and cussing all the time. And he was a, like, little... Like it's Lucille's now. Like it's yep. a it's a tiny like intimate cafe. You know what I mean? And so I take a shit. I come out of the bathroom. He walks in after me. Walks immediately out and goes, "Woo! Was that you?" Like across the fucking <laughs> restaurant, dude. Gotta love the New York guys. Right? I'm I'm a hundred and thirty pounds, soaking wet, nineteen year old little punk rocker Aaron like, oh hey, uh, oh I'm sorry I'm late for work. I was up all night getting wasted and trying to finger ladies, you know, like <laughs> finger <laughs> you know just Fucking like, li- dude, skinny little kid, and he just comes out. Was that you? What the fuck? Smells like something died in there. Jesus Christ! So ever since then, like, I'm like afraid to shit in public, especially at a place that I work. Yeah. Because if you if you shit in public and somebody embarrasses you and goes, "Hey, look at that guy who took a gigantic shit in there," it's like, oh great. Well, I'm out of here. I won't have to see these people again today, at least. If you fucking do it at work, you're going to have to see those people every single day. And or at you're least gonna... for eight hours. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, and Or unless you get fired for taking a gigantic <laughs> shit at work. Like, dude, 
I, I mean, I've got a cool job, and I and I do a good job, and I'm not too worried about getting fired. But I would not put it past them to fire me for taking too stinky of a shit at work. Like I could see it happening. I could see them being like, "It's nothing personal, man. It was just a major like, just well, too shitty gross. situation. You're just <laughs> You're too just gross too to gross. work here." We just. I rem- I remember on this last tour we did with the staggers, the yeah. blind staggers. Uh, we stopped at some little gas station in some little town, and there was a lady and her kids waiting for the the sh- the bathroom. And you can say shitter, shitter, the yeah. shitter. Um, and they're waiting for a little while, and the little kid's doing the pee pee dance. He's got to go, and out of the bathroom walks Shrek, <laughs> and he's just wearing. He's got his cowboy hat on, big old beard, just sleeveless t shirt, just. And I was just like, Shrek Shrek is the the most cliche guy to come out of a bathroom, like, in the movie, you know, like, where there's a lady about to go into the bathroom, and she's like, I gotta go, and she pushes open the door, and she comes right back out and goes, oh my god. Shrek is cast as that guy in every movie. Yeah, there's there's a sound in some, like, feel-good family movie, or there's a scene in some feel-good family movie where there's a lady with her kids, and her kids are like, Mommy, I have to go to the bathroom! And they're like, it's okay, sweetie, we're going to go in as soon as this next person comes out. And then Shrek comes walking out, beard and dogs playing poker shirt and a fucking cowboy hat just like, Oh, sorry there, lady. You might want to give that a minute. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no! <laughs> and hilarity ensues. You can't rush perfection. Mm. No. You, you, can't ru- you can't rush the creative process. This stuff really, uh, it does have to come out organically. Oh, yeah. Has to come out organically. See what I did there? Mm. Yeah. You made a poop joke. Yeah. I, th- I feel like we should do the poop jokes at the top of the show from now on. Really? Poop jokes are definitely the strongest material, I would say. In fact, what I'll probably do... Just in general. What I'll probably do in post is I'll probably take the poop jokes and just butt them up to the front. (laughs) No good? What? All right, for those of you who couldn't see, he tried to point when he said butt them up. Oh, dude. He tried to make that real pun. I want to ask you guys something. If You You want to ask us something? I I want to ask you guys a question. Um, No, I I, I do want to ask you a question. Do you think it's rude to point? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes. Like, and this is what, and when I say point, You're let me, now. okay, wait, I'm not pointing at you now. Point I'm like, all four fingers. Argh! Just remember, every time you point your finger, there's uh, three fingers pointing back at you that's and one pointing to God. That's, that's, that's why I point behind me so that most of my point. That's why I point either. with both hands and all five digits. I just go, oh, look at that. Um, No, okay. Let's say you're trying to point something out to someone. Like, hey, look at that over there. Is it rude to point? Well, it depends on if you're talking about a person or a thing. Right? Okay, let me tell you why I bring this up. Sarah. Yeah, I got to know why. Sarah finds pointing to be extremely rude. In embarrassingly rude, in fact, to the point. <sighs> I also pointed and paused on that joke, like a hacky comedian. Anyway, to the point where we were out at dinner, and I noticed that 
the photographs on the wall were all, uh, or some of them I knew for sure were from Harold and Maude. And I went, do you think there's a Harold and Maude theme in this room? Because all of these pictures, and I start pointing at the pictures around the room, and she grabs my hand and pulls it down. And we've had this, like, this has come up before, where she's corrected me for pointing things out. She goes, it's rude to point. And I go, it's rude to point at people. It's rude to, like, hey, look at that guy. Like, it's rude to, it's rude to point at people and call them out and, like, make fun of them or, or call attention to them. But to point at things to give the, uh, the person you're in a conversation with guidance as to where things are, I've never heard of that being rude. I haven't heard of that being What if you're given direction and you're like, you just want to go down this road right here and then make a left? You're supposed to. You're you not. Can't, that rude point. Point. I think that's, a, that's like an oldie timey thing where pointing was rude and it's rude to point. Right. So it sounds like a grandpa thing to say. Right. You know? And Sarah is kind of an an old she, man in a hot lady's body. Does she listen to this at all? If no. so, if so, you're totally wrong. You're right, Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh yeah, no, 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 no. She do, she has no interest in anything that I do. <laughs> neither do I. She has the opposite uh, of <laughs> neither do I. I have no interest yeah, in we were anything. Gone a while ago, trying to find these beers. Yeah. We heard about beers, and it was like, oh, okay, we'll keep talking. Yeah, we can still squeeze out a few things. I think brought, to, brought to you by Budweiser. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm um, glad that they finally started. No, I think that's an oldie, like like an older person's mentality to have. Well, her her reasoning behind it was she was like, well, people think that you're pointing at them. Like, if you point to things, then someone could get the idea that you're pointing at them, and they feel self-conscious and embarrassed. That's the logic behind it. I know what you're talking about. So, I understand. Like, it makes sense, but I I guess I had never heard of it to that extreme. You know what I mean? Were you pointing at a picture behind a person or something? Depends on who you you ask. That's why she she did it. She probably thinks it's the same thing. It's like pointing at things that are so bad. But right now you're across from it. I'm like, but I'm hey, in a Logan, check out that window right behind Aaron. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. But and that was the hear point. That, it looks exactly like I'm talking and pointing directly at you. Okay. Uh-huh. So that's probably where she's coming from. Yeah. At the same you time, dick. have you ever seen anybody pointing anything out and gone, why is that guy pointing at me? Hey, you over there. I wish you wouldn't point at me right now. Yeah. I feel very self-conscious. Really? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. The, the, well, then it should also if, be if, rude if you're, if you're, to wave to people at far distances. Dude, if you're on, if you're on like... Clark, you know what I if mean? You're, if, if you're on Clark Street at like closing time and a bunch of drunk Cubs fans are... Or, or say you're on Colfax and like something, you know, whatever small town fairs you guys have, just let out. Cubs fans? <laughs> Who, what, like... Fans of bears? Fans of, yeah, fans of fans baby, of baby, child, baby bears? child bears. Okay. But if you have those guys come out. Childbearing and, hips. And you are pointing <laughs> at. Childbearing. If you're talking about somebody and pointing at it just like Midwives. this, that guy is going to get fucking pissed and probably confront you. Yeah. I, I'd assume, like, if there were a bunch of bikers in a bar. It would be, hey, what the fuck bar. are you pointing at? If there were a bunch of bikers in a bar and exactly. you were, like, pointing You're like, hey, look at those them, bikers over there. I think eventually the bikers would get up and be I like, why the that. fuck are you pointing at that? Yeah. See, I wouldn't do that. 
I might, I might gesture. I might be like, check out these fucking dudes over. See, here. that's different. But well, but then the reason why you're not pointing is because they would say, "Hey, motherfucker, what are you pointing at?" The do fuck you, you looking at, man? Okay, here's here's another question. Do you guys remember when you were younger, like tough guys would get mad if you made eye contact with them when you were talking to them? Mm, have you ever no. have you ever had a guy tell you to, not to stare? No. Like when we were teenagers and like we'd be hanging around with like older punk rocker skinhead dudes, like I've I've had it happen before with like some tough guy. Fucking like I'd be looking at him, him, making eye contact, talking to him, be like, don't fucking stare at me. Like having a conversation. That's ever happened to you? I don't think I'm so. I'm gonna give Aaron or what a are you what or the what the fuck <laughs> are you Aaron, staring at? Aaron, I'm sorry, pal. <laughs> sorry for what? <laughs> that's that's you being bullied growing up right there. I'm sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you ever had that happen? Don't no, fucking look at me. I, 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 I can't say that it's ever happened. Especially when you're talking to somebody, I don't think that's ever happened to me. No, no, yeah, that's some fucking asshole bullshit. That's like no, a, I got I got bullied a lot. Yeah, I got bullied. Looking okay, this is another thing. Looking back on when we were on when we were young. Looking back on when I was young. Anyway, looking back on when we were younger, we were 15, 16. 17, 18-year-old kids max, because your brother was the oldest guy in the group. And when he turned 18, he went to the Navy. So we were a maximum of 18 years old, probably a median age of 16 uh, years old when we were, like, really out running around getting into trouble and stuff like that, right? We hung out with grown men in their mid to late 20s who got us wasted and like hung around us at shows and stuff like that like do you remember those do you remember those the the like uh, UPS or whatever fucking Mm. like the guys like a couple of them ended up fucking stabbing a dude and shit like that like or or you'd go over to someone's house and some grown man would buy you booze and just let you get drunk in at their, their house. house. Yeah. Does Thanks, that? Dad. Do you Thanks, ever Damon. think about that now as an adult and go, "That was kind of fucking weird and creepy." Yeah. That was a little predatory, even. Like I'm 36 years old now, and I have no interest in hanging out with 16, 17 year old children. When I was 26 years old. I can't imagine having any interest in hanging out with 15, 16, 17-year-old children. So a lot of these, like, kind of tough scene guys that were, like, taking us under their wing and showing us the way and and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, now, in retrospect to me, seem kind of like fucking chicken hawks a little bit. You know what I mean? And that's the experience that I had where a grown man, like, it was, okay— there was a show. We went and saw a Blacklist show at the Bluebird Theater. And uh, that one guy tried to kick my ass at the show. Older dude. Like, like huge dude. I won't name his name on the, on the podcast. But he, like, basically came after me and started trying to kick my ass at the show. And I remember going to that, uh, that there was that older skinhead dude who I, I also won't name his name. But who was hanging out. And I was like, hey, man, what's going on? I don't understand what the problem is. And he fucking looked at me in the face and was like, don't fucking stare at me. I'll fucking kick your ass. Like, 
threatening to beat up. Can you imagine at 26 years old threatening to beat up a child? No. We are already past that age, and I don't think we did that. No, yeah, I never did that either. I mean, I can I can imagine being an adult and being like, I just want to smack the shit out of this kid. Oh, yeah. But I would never just be like, oh, I'm going to physically well, harm you. There was, you know? there was a kid in Chicago that, uh, oh, it's a long story, but uh, this kid in Chicago that was very good at, like, uh, promoting himself and his band, you know, and he had just turned 21, and he was... A little unbearable to hang out with sometimes because he'd be overly talking about his band, but and he was really annoying. It's like, man, I just want to shake this kid. But he had a shit ton of drive. I really, I really respected him for that. But um, a lot of people didn't like him for that reason, and they would say shit like that. It was just like, I want to smack that kid. They mm-hmm. wouldn't say, don't fucking look at me. I guess you know. But no, dude. So this happened to you one time. No, th- this happened. Mm-hmm. This that happened at a show you with sound, the Bluebird. You sound traumatized by that. That show oh, happened at the Bluebird. Mm. That that show was at the Bluebird. Okay. But then there was another night where we went over to one of these guys' apartments, and we were drinking beers and hanging out and getting wasted, and another guy jumped out of a tree, punched me in the stomach. Do you remember this? Oh. No. You don't remember this? No. Punched me in the stomach. What was he doing in the tree? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Okay. Grown ass man Dude, hanging out in the tree. What, what it was that is there like was. Crack to okay, me. <laughs> I'm just gonna name names because uh, some of these guys are are in prison or long gone anyway. So there was that one dude Brent. Okay, he was he was like 26 or something like that. There was that one dude Fatty who ended up stabbing a guy to death in the apartment building. Whoa. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then there was Aaron Oy, and we were all hanging out. It was you, me, Grant Wells, fucking Casey Goodrich. Uh, and maybe one or two other Kitty, people. Kitty, what are you doing, Kitty? There's a kitty out there, and maybe one or maybe one or two other people. We were over there getting wasted, and I was having a conversation. Oh, it was uh, Ernie was the other one there. Um, uh, ben Romero was over there, and um, fucking full names and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey man, we can edit this. I, I don't know any of these. The bus. I, I we can I edit. No we can edit it in post. So if you guys are starting to get uncomfortable, no, I have we're no not, idea who any of these. We're not are, on live radio, but so. I just can't believe that some, you're of these, some of these people are gonna have like super fancy jobs, and somebody's gonna hear this and be like, "Hey, we heard this story about you." And wait a minute, beer you stabbed somebody in an apartment. <laughs> To death? Yeah, that guy's going to get denied parole because of something that I said on this podcast. Yeah. Um, Let's hope so. That guy sucked. Yeah, he sucked really bad. Um, but Aaron, Aaron Oy, uh like, smacked Ernie around and fucked with him. And then uh, he punched me in the stomach. And Brent, who was kind of, like, their leader at the time, like, took to task to, like, put his finger in my face and like explain to me the way it is and like you gotta and then Grant gave me a ride home and I threw up all over the inside of his car like th- like I had just gotten punched in the stomach and I was wasted and crying you know what I mean mm. because a grown fucking man just punched me in the <laughs> stomach and then another grown man uh, was explaining to me how I needed to learn fucking respect and da 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 and all oh, this shitty. shit. Yeah, man. Fucking. I'll, Said it once, I'll say uh, it again. Gangs are fucking stupid, dude. Gangs are dumb, 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 dumb. 
The older cats that I got to hang out with was like Damien and Randy. That's different. That's your brother. Exactly. And the the funny thing is, is like, I, there wasn't kids hanging around Damien and his friends, you know? Damien's six years older than I am. I was barely allowed to hang out. Like, Damien was, especially at first, was like, I can't bring my fucking brother around where I'm doing, you know? It wasn't until I was like 15, maybe 16, he was like, all right, you can come hang out and drink a little bit, you know? And then you play guitar pretty good fucking be in the band do you think that that's part of why you got good at guitar no is because it was part of your like social hangout thing absolutely not no you were just like you're a little hobbyist so you got really into that it was like being a video game for you I just got into it myself yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and eventually everybody goes Hey, look at him. Before that, nobody fucking paid attention, you know, at all. Get uh, out of here, yo-yo kid. Exactly. All sorts of little, like, oh, nice fucking ship you built out of connects and Rector sets, you know. Like, nobody even a flying fuck about what I did, you know. I started contributing to, like, their you fucking, fucking band. cookie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So you never, you never had any of that stuff, like, running around, like, trying to be a scene kid, like, getting around just fucking psychopaths, like, no, older I, dudes? No, they were around, but they're... Pieces of shit, man. You don't really want to hang well, out. Well, and with you those had guys. you had an older brother. We had Marshall. Yeah. You know, Marshall looked out for us, but Marshall wasn't there that night. Well, like, it's, it, and, and in all fairness, Grant was the older dude with us, but he was fucking seventeen years old. Man. The older dude was seventeen. The oldest, like the older dude that was like looking out for us, was fucking seventeen. See, the older, barely had a driver's license, and these like dudes pushing thirty. See, no, see, like I don't know if they were that old, but dude, I remember Brent at that time was twenty six. I remember that because I remember being like, "This guy's a fucking full grown adult." Like I remember thinking even then that it was weird. My th- my thing was more like I'd be able to hang out with Damien. He'd, he'd invite me, but I wasn't allowed to bring my friends with me. My friends my age, right? And the only people that were kind of my age that I would hang out with would be other people's little brothers or sisters. Like Johnny Mac's little sister, Catherine. Mm-hmm. Me and her would hang out because we were. she's, I think, a year older than me or something like that. Eddie's, uh, Sean Price's little brother, Eddie. Like, we would we would be able to hang out because it was like you had the person responsible for the fucking kid who's at the show or whatever, you know? Right. Being like, I don't know, 14 or something like that. Dude, B. Howell and I never did that shit. Like, Brian... Like, Brian didn't really hang out with us. Like, we pretty much... He, I, I think it's he was young enough because we terrorized the fuck out of him. Well, and we, we wouldn't really let him. And he wasn't really interested. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Do you do you remember the little video of Nine Times Daily? Like, Damien and his punk rock band in the basement. Mm-hmm. And you saw the little picture of me. And like, I, got, I got the screenshot of you <laughs> standing against the wall. And you have, like, a way too huge rancid shirt yeah, on or something. Lot. You're oh, just yeah. like... Yeah, I'm fucking tiny. I'm just like a little kid. Years like, old. So happy to be a part of something. I was allowed in the basement. That you were day. allowed in the All basement. All right, guys. He just had to tag me back on the boot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. The whole show, he's like, that motherfucker touched my nose. I'm going to get him back. I'm going to tag him back. Wait, wait, little fucking nose. joint smelling fingers over here putting them on my joint nose. Joint smelling fingers. Hey, guys, this was technically an episode. So, All right. Um, yeah. It was, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks to thanks to Logan for making it in and coming and hanging out with us. I think it's going to be a regular thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to make it as often as possible. Especially after cool. I move. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to be the guy here all the time. After you yeah. move. Yeah. After you move. I'm going to miss you so much, you little so-and-so. You little raggedy so-and-so. The, the, uh... 
the extent of the podcast is just going to be like, remember when Tony was here? No, it's going to. Hey, you, you know what me and Tony used to do on the show? I'm not what? Tony. I'm never gonna be Tony. <laughs> I don't know how to yo-yo. I don't know how to pogo stick. I don't have any pogs. I don't have any huge rancid shirts. <laughs> Guys, this has been episode 33 of the motherfucking podcast. I'm Aaron been. Howell. I'm Tony Lee. We're and uh, I'm here also. Yeah. Also. <laughs> I'm also here. I am also Remember here. when I used to do that every week? What? Just sit there and go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. You, you know who I am. <clears throat> You know who Do you I know am. who I am? Do you know who I am? You don't even know, you who, I know am, who I am, listener. I will kill you. Hey, I will destroy I you. Listener, I'm the guy in the comics with the gun for an arm. <laughs> so. That's based on autobiographical it. information. See, listen. That was my arm. That was Logan arm. just happens to have his arms currently morphed into fleshy arms. People mm. arms. Yeah. He, he keeps them as people arms with tattoos on them. So, so that... my new people arms? Oh, dude. Morph into people arm mode. <laughs> anyway, let's... Let's, let's go on. We're, we're going to do uh, one for the homies, and it's my pick. And I'm picking a band that I just saw at uh, Tennyson's Tap last week. <clears throat> and they... Uh, they really uh, surprised me and, and kind of blew me away. This it's like really poppy though. It's it's, it's kind of soft and really poppy, but the songwriting was really really good. And the guys, um, there was five of them in the band, and there and there's a keyboard player and a lead guitar player. And their arrangement of everything and how well it was separated is what really caught my attention. Very catchy songs and just well arranged music. And I saw them live, and I, I heard a couple songs um, on YouTube um, since then. But they're a pretty cool band, and I, I could see them in like if. If they work really, if they work in the right way, like they'll be fucking huge. They'll, they'll they'll be like you know the fray or something, you know. Damn. Yeah. Wow. They're they're really good songwriters and got a great sound, great look. Fucking. And they're called uh, Native Station. And the song I picked out is called uh, Idioms Are for Idiots. You know what an idiom is, right? No, I'm an idiot. Oh. <laughs> Well, but, if you would have to know what they were to be an idiot, because this song is called "Idioms Are for Idiots." Oh fuck you! Um, like they're like little they're like little sayings, like uh, like. Uh... <laughs> I do hate you. All right, we're gonna do one for the homies. This is uh, Native Station, and uh, thanks for listening, and thank you guys for being Patreons because it's helping a whole lot for us to do our our uh, album and our comic book. And all the fun stuff. And all the fun stuff. All the fun silliness. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye!
You're listening to a Mutiny Transmission. You can find more podcasts, videos, books, comics, and records online at mutinyinfocafe.com. Or just stop in the store in Denver and have a coffee sometime. You don't even care. You don't even know. You don't even care. You don't even give a shit. You don't even give a shit, Jerry. Jerry, you don't even give a shit. Danae, I do give a shit. I just gave one to the toilet. I did. I just gave a shit. I gave all the shit. I give so much shit to the toilet. It's not even funny. Well, it's a little funny because it's shit. Um, today on Poop Talk. I brought you one just because. Oh, thank you. No, two fell out. That's why I gave you one. Yeah, that's the way it always goes. That's, our machine is specifically designed to um, nurture friendships. Mikey, you want to come in and be a part of this? Absolutely not. He's, He's like, no, I don't want to be on. I don't want to be on your stupid show. I've got a reputation to think of. How to boop it, man? Boop it! I finally listened Bop to it. The, I heard the uh, podcast Spin it. that you did with uh, Pull it, Logan. Touch it. No, don't touch it. Smell it. Pull on it. Kiss it. Pull the foreskin over it and like like you're closing the drawstrings on a hoodie, really, really tight. Wouldn't it be funny if... Logan said um, he's on his way. Wouldn't it be funny if Foreskin had drawstrings? Like if you're... Like if you... Okay. What if instead of circumcision, you could just get upgrades done to your foreskin? Like little racist babies could have their foreskin um, made into like pointed little hoods with like little slots, like little eye holes. Or, Or you could have... You could have your wang, uh, you could have your foreskin made into a little hoodie with little drawstrings that you could then pull tight. I hate you. Why? I don't know. That's a funny idea. Just be nice when we're on the air. Or um, you could just cut a little bit of it away so it just like kind of rides up like a turtleneck. Have you ever watched a porn with with a guy with an uncircumcised wanger? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Like I was just watching it in the bathroom while you were setting up the microphones. Mm-hmm. Now you ever you ever watched one and like there's the part where it like the foreskin first gets pulled back just a little bit and it kind of looks like a guy wearing a turtleneck that's too big for him. I always thought it looked like a dick, like giving birth to a dick. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can see the head. Or or like a, a snake throwing up a dick. <laughs> anyway, ready? <laughs> yeah.